Day for those of you in the U.S. and Happy Family Day for those of you who are in Canada. Thanks for joining us today. We are starting off with a nutrition class, so get those notebooks out and let's begin. So before we jump in, of course, every time we have a class is in session course, we're going to share our classes in session t-shirt. You can get it in multiple colors. We have uh, blues and pinks and greens and all that cool stuff, or just white. Um, and I think we have a gray as well, but we have a whole bunch of different colors there. Go ahead, grab one while you can. All you got to do is pick up your phone, click. It'll bring it to the website. We'll put it up again at the end of the session in case anybody missed it at the beginning. But let's start our class. So today we are going to have, I guess you can call it a mixture between health class and nutrition, probably more nutrition class. As doctors say, you want to have fruits and vegetables in your diet and you want to have a good amount of them. So today we're going to give you two servings of them, one fruit, one veggie, and discuss the history of some very common but also very interesting foods. Now first up is one that everybody probably has eaten before in some form. It is the tomato, which actually is a fruit. We've been taught wrong all these years. It is a fruit because of the, um, the seeds. A fruit, basically, the way it grows and the way it has seeds, that's what makes it a fruit. So, <laughs> excuse me. It is a flowering plant of the nightshade family, cultivated extensively for its edible fruits. Um, really quick, before we move on, we're going to throw up the uh, links to the pages we're using in case you want to follow along. Um, labeled as a vegetable for nutritional purposes, tomatoes are a good source of vitamin C and uh, the phytochemical lycopene. The fruits are commonly eaten raw in salads, served as cooked vegetables, or used in various dishes, as well as being pickled. Additionally, a large percentage of tomato crop is used for processing. Products include canned tomatoes, tomato juice, ketchup, puree, paste, and the sun-dried variety. You can actually also uh, get it uh, in pulp form, used for cooking as well. So, tomato plants are generally much branched, spreading 80 to 100 centimeters, that's about 24 to 72 inches uh, long, and somewhat trailing when fruiting, but a few forms are compact and upright. Leaves are more or less hairy, strongly odorous, pinedal compound, and up to 45 centimeters, 18 inches long. The five-petal flowers are yellow, about two centimeters, almost an inch long. Across pendant and clustered fruits are berries that vary in diameter from one and a half to seven and a half centimeters or 0.6 to three inches or more. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, they're usually red, scarlet, or yellow, though there are green and purple varieties and they vary in shape from almost spherical to oval and elongate to pear-shaped. Each fruit contains at least two cells of small seeds surrounded by a jelly-like pulp. And if you've cut open a tomato, you know exactly what that is. Uh, the plant requires relatively warm weather and much sunlight. It is grown chiefly in hothouses and cooler climates. Tomatoes are usually stalked, tied, or caged to keep the stems and fruits off the ground. And consistent watering is necessary to avoid blossom, uh, blossom and rot and cracking of the fruits. The plants are susceptible to a number of pests and diseases, including bacterial wilt, early blight, mosaic virus, fusarium wilt, nematodes, and tomato hornworms. Whew, tomatoes get a bad rap, huh? 
Many of these problems can be controlled with crop rotation, the use of fungicides and pesticides, and the planting of resistant varieties. The tiny currant tomato is a closely related species and has been used by breeders to hybridize several pest and disease resistant tomato varieties. Well, there you go. All right, so a little history of them now. Um, the wild species originated in the Andes Mountains of South America, um, most likely in Peru and Ecuador, and is thought to have been domesticated in pre-Columbian Mexico. Its name is derived from the Nahudal or Aztec word tamadal. The tomato was introduced to Europe by the Spanish in the early 16th century, and the Spanish and Italians seem to be the first Europeans to adopt it as food. Um, in France and Northern Europe, the tomato was initially grown as ornamental plant and was regarded with suspicion as a food because botanists recognized it as a relative of the poisonous belladonna and deadly nightshade. Indeed, the roots and leaves of the tomato plant are poisonous and contain a neurotoxin called solanine. So you don't want to eat the roots or the stems or the leaves. You just want to eat the tomato. Just remember that. Now, luckily, markets sell tomato. And when you do bring them home, you cut off anything that is not tomato. And of course, you wash it anyway, just to make sure nothing is on there. Um, the Italians called the tomato pomodoro, which means golden apple, which has given rise to speculation that the first tomatoes known to Europeans were actually yellow. It has been suggested that the French called it pomme d'amour, which means love apple, because it was thought to have an aphrodisiac property. Some scholars assert, however, that the tomato was at first taken to be a kind of eggplant, of which it is a close relative. The eggplant was called palme de mort, apple of the moors, because it was a favorite vegetable of the Arabs, and pomodoro and palme de mort being the corruptions of that name. Interesting. All right. Lastly here, tomatoes were introduced to North America from Europe. Thomas Jefferson is known to have raised them in Monticello in 1781. The tomato was used for food in Louisiana as early as 1812, but not in the northeastern states until about 1935. It did not attain widespread popularity in the U.S. until the early 20th century. The plant is now grown commercially throughout the world. So, a lot of stuff to take in, guys. The tomato has a widespread history. Of course, Europeans seem to have got to it first. And then, of course, we ended up with it, excuse me, at a later date there. All right. Well, tomatoes may not be your thing. What about the cauliflower? excuse me, known to be thought of as a, you know, similar family member to broccoli? Well, guess what it actually is. So the website I'm pulling from, wikifarmer.com, wrote down a little bit about it here. So cauliflower is a cruciferous vegetable that belongs to the Brassicaceae family. Its biological cycle normally lasts two years, but we grow it as annual because our purpose is to harvest the immature flower. Other commonly known members of the family are broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage. Um, let's see, they grow about 1.6 feet high. There you go. The plant consists of a thick stem surrounded by leaves on top of which the curd grows. Cauliflower develops the central main flower head, which is what the curd is. Uh, the cauliflower head may be slightly convex or pyramid-shaped, depending on its variety. Cauliflower is similar to broccoli, however, they differ in many important details. The main difference is that the flower head of broccoli is looser, and the head of cauliflower develops more than one flower, the, obviously the heads. On the other hand, cauliflower develops that central one versus that. 
Cauliflower weight can range between uh, 1.1 to 5.5 pounds, and the most mature can be 1.1 to 3.3. So 5.5 is probably the excess, but usually the biggest you're gonna get is around 3.3. 1.1 to 3.3, so let's say about a two and a half pound cauliflower is normal. The plant originated in the Mediterranean region. However, it became popular in China, India, Poland, and many other countries. Nowadays, China is the largest cauliflower producer worldwide. India, Poland, Italy, and France also produce considerable qualities, quantities of cauliflower. So, not as much, of course, we were kind of just do a quickie for each. But cauliflower, again, is one of those very interesting uh, vegetables as well. That itself is a vegetable versus the tomato being a fruit. What do you guys think? Which of those two is your favorite? Are you a fan of both? Do you eat them raw? Do you cook them? Do you use them in sauce? What is your favorite portion or style, I should say, of them? All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. As I mentioned, I'm going to put this back up really quick for anybody who missed it the first time. Go ahead, bring out your phone, click that little QR code. It'll let you know. Um, it, it'll open up the thing. If for some reason you're on your phone, you can actually get the link in the corner as well, and you'll be able to get to the website there too. Go ahead, pick up a, um, a shirt. It might get you something free later on. All you got to do is uh, snap a photo that you bought it and let us know. All right, you guys, thank you so much for coming to class this morning. I know it's a day off for many people, but we appreciate when you come in. As always, guys, thank you for watching and stay curious. We'll see you around 12.30.